what's up everybody thanks for joining us again for another episode of the far side at midnight i am here with red moore the ginger of glory and Kristen. how are you guys doing good thanks thanks for having us doing pretty righteous thanks for being here we're going to talk about aliens and ufos and all that fun stuff today because let's face it most people like it the topic of aliens not everybody knows about it that much though you know like some people think it's um, a conspiracy i think when i was when i posted this on facebook a while ago i put the world possibly the world's oldest conspiracy but i was going to put possibly the world's oldest myth and then i was like well it's not really a myth it's just the world's oldest history i don't know <laughs> something like i that. feel that i mean there's a yeah. bunch of different ways you could go with that because i mean there's a lot of people that you know put a lot of stock in the ancient astronaut theory i mean i kind of do for sure mm -hmm. so i get you yeah so let's let's kick this off by asking the first question the first question i want to ask is why now why out of all this time now that the internet has been going for over 20 years social media has been going on for a pretty good 15 years now like i mean really really uh like but why now why now is there a generous you know like overlords want to let everyone know that yes there is life out in the, out in the universe um it's okay to believe in alien activity ufos even a catholic church sometimes it goes like yeah it's okay to believe in ufos like why now like out of all the times in history they kept saying it was solar flares and all that other stuff like how come well um I feel like a large part of it is probably just because, um, I mean, Kristen mentioned this last time we talked about it, um, is that, you know, you know, a large part of it is there's a lot of cameras and such out there now that we're actually capturing a lot of stuff on video. And um, I think the government is getting to a point where like, we can't contain this anymore. Let's, let's control the narrative before it yeah. breaks on us. I think that's probably the, I mean, there's like, there's that and then there's also um i'm gonna go totally pessimistic just sort of knowing the way the government works um and i think they're also trying to control the narrative in the we're gonna get invaded and these are the bad guys and we should be at war with them and don't trust anybody because they're different that kind of a thing right um and definitely uh you know to the to the point that red just said as far as like all the cameras and everything i mean good grief what two weeks ago we had an incident not more than 50 miles from here where several uh ufos were spotted uh following a series of earthquakes that we had that we actually felt here in the sacramento area um right. and it could be a coincidence or it but it but several people saw them including um, people we knew right including people we know really kyle i love you um <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh yeah i went out there i totally saw those so um it's you know there's there is so much photographic and video evidence of completely unexplainable phenomenon including things that are being released from um, military planes and you know that's just sort of like the last confirmation um 
and there there are some videos I'm sure that are not real, but um, I think the one that um, I, I thought was really interesting that I saw the other day was somebody was videoing. Uh, they were outside the the pyramids in Egypt, and all of a sudden there was there was like a strange sort of diamond shaped light in the sky and a couple of other lights and they kept zooming in and zooming in um and they weren't like you know space debris falling or anything they were they were stable they were floating in the air and they kind of zipped you know left and right and whatever and then like the diamond shape broke into several of these glowing spheres and uh, you know, I think the government has done a really good job of, well, those are just experimental planes or those are these and, and those are the drones, right? You know, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, but there have been, you know, hundreds of videos out there right. of various different ships and, and classifications of ships, you know, that diamond space. There's the ones in the International Space Station where they're like, oh, crap, there's a UFO. Cut the, Cut feed. the feed. Cut the feed. Right. Just, you know, like it was going fine. And then you're all, oh, hey, look. And it's like, boop. And they just, oh, sorry, we're having technical difficulties. And that's happened like twice that I'm aware of. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, one of them was like this giant rectangular kind of submarine looking thing that showed up. Um, there was one that looked like... Um, it was like yellow and it was oblong. It kind of had like a circle in the center and it kind of looks um, kind of like if you took the points of an eye and you stretched them out pretty far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but, but yeah, I was, you know, this is raw feed coming from the space station. And as soon as they realized that, you know, something that's, oh, it's not just space debris kids. <laughs> you know, right. Like they cut the feed. Um, so, I mean, I, I think Red, you brought up a good point about you know ancient astronauts. Um, They've been here longer than what we give them credit for. Right. I mean, if you look at old, you know, stones, uh, stone carvings, um, ancient civilizations, the the images that are depicted across several of them are eerily similar. Right. Almost <laughs> identical. And they have, you know, the, what is it, the guys with the, the funny, like, fish-looking capes, and they, they're holding some sort of, I, I call it a purse, but. It looks some, like a purse, right. and they usually have, like, a quote-unquote wrist, ro- wrist, wrist, wrist watch. Goddamn. <laughs> That's a hard word to say. Wrist watch. Wrist watch. Um, but, and there, and, but this is, like, in uh, Mayan culture, in Samaria, in Egypt. Yeah. In, um. Go back, Lee Tappy. Go back, Lee Tappy. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Puma Pungu, maybe. And I would imagine if you went over, you know, into the, uh, you know, Western South American continent, you'd probably find them as well in the old pyramids that they've got there. And then, you know, there's the pyramids. Um, So I think this is, unless there has just been, like you said, a giant conspiracy theory over the the past, you know, nine, 10,000 years um we're looking at you catholic church right uh (laughs) then i would say that um the the sheer hubris of the human race believing that we're the only critters in this 
this uh, galaxy is ridiculous. It's like taking a teaspoon of ocean water and saying, yeah, there's no sharks out there. <laughs> I mean, I kind of blame, hopefully I'm not offending any listeners, but I kind of blame the like the westernized Abrahamic religions on this. You know, okay. like though, because those are institutions. And I was just talking to Ashley earlier about this because, like, we were, we watched two movies. This is slightly unrelated, but we watched um, Judas and the Black Messiah. And then afterward, we followed up with the conspiracy the one about the Nazis having like a nice fancy dinner and talking about like how, like how they're going to exterminate the Jews. And she's like, uh, we just watched two really heavy movies back to back. Like, why would people do this? And I'm going, people, not everybody across the board, but a lot of people love being ruled by institutions. You know, um, it's like a psychology. I was saying it's much easier for most people to just accept what the mainstream <clears throat> ruling leaders say than it is to kind of think for yourself and explore and look for clues, look for things like that, look for evidence. So I, I kind of going circling back to what I was saying before, I, I think that like, I can imagine 2000 years ago, if anybody brought up, you know, in, in Rome or Greece or anywhere around the world where they have like a westernized um, church and state kind of amalgam, if you mean, you know, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there was, if, if they said, uh, oh, yeah, the astrologers are saying that past Neptune, there is other worlds living out there. And, you know, they would get struck down by the priest and how thou lieth to me. We do not do, we do not believe in such fallacies, you know? <laughs> so, you know, just going like a thousand years, 2000 years, like later, and it's just like, it's easier to kind of take what the mainstream says, you know, they're like, okay, solar flares, blah, blah, blah. You know, I don't know. That's just kind of what I think. I think the it's swamp gas from Venus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, and I think historically the the major institutions um the total institutions the ones that you know you're essentially born into and indoctrinated in and you know with the promise of xyz living this devout life um you know the the dark ages when the catholic church came into power and essentially just you know Europe descended into or just a ridiculous lack of growth um, and a loss of so much information. Um, and you're talking about how, you know, if somebody said something about there being Pluto, wasn't it Copernicus who posited that, you know, the sun is actually the center of our solar system, not the earth. And you know, he was a heretic. Yeah. <laughs> because again, you know, the hu human race historically just is so self-important. And well, I mean, it's also possible that we were sold that narrative in, in school is that like, oh yeah, people didn't know the world was round for so many years, but they might have considering like, look, well, they might have, might have, have two, 2000 years ago, they might have, I mean, but it, then it might be like today where there's people that are like, of course it's freaking round. And then there's other people like, no, it's flat. Like mm -hmm. all you got to do is look at the moon and the, the sun and like and any planets. other astronomical right. body, you know? So there is a possibility right. that we were lied to about that. 
you know, that everyone was that dumb. But I mean, then again, look around today at the information, at the misinformation that's out there. Right, but I think what the, <clears throat> but the thing is, again, if you continue to look back and uh, Red and I both love watching Gaia and they have some um, so good. really amazing shows on there. And some of the hosts, I have a very curious mind and some of the hosts really break things way, way, way down and satisfy my curiosity and my knowledge of science and, um, you know, just kind of cover everything. So you're not like, well, that's just a theory. It's like, no, you know, this, 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 and this. And, you know, we talked about how we got several civilizations that have kind of the same information going on. We also have several civilizations that have kind of the same mythology, mythology of, the beginning of um you know the creation story um you know the names are changed but it's kind of the same thing you know you've got the one god and the other god and you know heaven and hell and they separate and uh you know the first man and woman and then eventually in the whole you know some savior is born from a virgin and then is sacrificed and but and but that narrative happens over and over again in various societies so there probably is some truth to it, but maybe we're talking 50,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, maybe when they recycled, you know, us as humans, because we have like really no history more than about 6,000 years old right now. Everybody's like, well, the earth is only, you know, we've only had been here for 6,000 years, but then we found like Gobekli Tepe, which is like, like over 10,000 years old. Right. I mean, you know, they figure like the bottom of the Sphinx is a good like 12,000 years old or something like that. Right. Um, so there's definitely been something here before us. It would not surprise me if we do in fact have, you know, little alien keepers yeah. <laughs> who either stop us from killing ourselves or watch us go through some sort of a, you know, human extinction event every, however many thousand it's years, possible. We're, we don't learn. And then, you know, pull a couple million of us up and let everybody else kill each other and then repopulate the planet again with you know blank minds who knows right you know and there's and they have theories about that where we are we have like a five six seven ten thousand year cycle i think um, it's like twenty five thousand years or so i want to say oh like the various ages yeah like we're coming out of the age of whatever and we're going into the age of aquarius we're going we're coming out of pisces going into aquarius right and so right. um and and, uh, you know, there's a whole lot about um, looking at astrological uh, things, astronomy in general, positions of stars, you know, that whole, that yeah. whole thing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's been fascinating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of extinction events, remember the 2012? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> There was uh, something we were watching on Gaia at one point where they were essentially saying that um, sometime in the summer of 2012, mm -hmm. there was uh, some solar flares that happened that were like pretty intense. And I think there was like supposed to be like three of them pretty much back to back right. that were supposed to hit our planet, but something invisible in space that we can't see deflected them away from Earth. Right. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. So the whole prediction, you know, the whole Aztec prediction of everything ending in 2012 might in fact have been accurate. Right. And uh, 
you know, with like what they were saying in Gaia is that the science uh, behind it is like if the solar flares would have hit when they did, all human, like I, I think like a half a human life or something on, on Earth would have been wiped out by 122112 because of the way we have our society set up. So that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's really incredible. And I think like most people tend to underestimate the possibility of disasters outside of this globe you know like what's yeah. going on in the cosmos like there's so much like heat and plasma and radiation there's so much stuff going on out there mm-hmm. it's just like going right past this planet a lot you know we really underestimate that you know like that. i don't know that's just kind of amazing to me thinking about that yeah. so yeah it is i mean you can see we have scars on the planet where obviously there were like extinction level events that occurred um, but considering that we're just floating out in space and we are strangely protected yeah. against really, really bad stuff. For how many thousands of years? For how many, th- yeah, for however many thousands of years. Um, it, it does seem like, I don't know if you would use the word divine intervention, but possibly um, sentient intervention occurring in some, in some way. Um, I wonder if it has anything to do with the Black Knight satellite. Come again? That's not the, that's not the Jewish laser satellite, right? No, no, what? no. No, so uh, if anyone wants something really interesting to look up, look up the Black Knight satellite. Um, it kind of looks, uh, kind of looks like a hawk head, I guess, or like a bird head in in some sense, um, with the way that certain things are angled. Um, like specifically Tokoyami from My Hero Academia. It kind of makes me think of his head. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, there's this satellite that orbits Earth, not like any other satellite does. It orbits from pole to pole, which is very unnatural for a planet. Like it should orbit like around the other way, like, you know, basically perpendicular to that. But it orbits from pole to pole. And if you you look it up, there's uh, some stories out there about people who have had like quote unquote information beam down into them and like stuff they didn't know before that they're just like, okay, I have to do this thing now, you know? And I don't know, like look it up. It's, it's fascinating, but there's a lot of cool stuff on the Black Knight satellite. The Black, is it N-I-G-H-T or K-N-I-G-H-T? Uh, Knigget. Knigget, okay. Yeah. So the Black Knight, not to be confused with the uh, the knights who say knee or that it's only a night, scratch. <laughs> that one knight who you know guards something. Interesting. The Black Knight satellite, not like yeah, it's a fun one. N i g h t. Yeah. The Knight of Blackness for all of humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Pretty know. I, I just kind of wonder though. You know, like is is there something sentient? protecting us out there sometimes you know because it just seems so um what's the word i'm blanking out right now i don't want to say coincidental yeah Yeah. well coincidental is like one organized it's like a gamble you know just i mean just with all the because 2012 was supposed to be like in some i guess figuratively speaking the end or the new beginning or something, you know, and like there's multiple calendars, not just a mind calendar, but there's the Vedic calendar. There's all these different calendars in the world, you know, that are talking about a new age, a different age is upon us, a different aeon. 
you know, and now all of a sudden we have all this information, you know, about UFOs, you know, alien activity, things like that. So just kind of <clears throat> what was going on with Donald Trump in the Area 51 thing? Wasn't was that I was a little <laughs> bit fuzzy with that. Like, what's up with that? That when that happened? Did he just no, are you he, talking about the storm area 51 thing because like i don't think yeah. he had anything directly with that but oh, he I, did? okay no um i mean i'm sure he sent people out there to defend it or whatever but um i i do know speaking of trump this this makes me think um so yeah, he space force. right he yeah. formed space force literally the day after a giant pyramid was floating over the over washington and um, a few hours before that there was one floating over the kremlin in russia and like there was like you know no jets scrambled there was nothing like no attacks were made you know it was just hanging out up there for a good good couple hours and then like the next day trump is like we need space force it's gonna be the best ever you know (laughs) it's gonna be huge yeah we need guns in space no you don't we don't need guns in space Uh, Well, and that's one of those things where, I mean, honestly, oh my God, our planet is such a mess. We are a dumpster fire as far as like, you know, inter-country relations and even, you know, intra-country relations. Right. And, And you look back at the times where we have unified, it's you know, in some way, typically it involves having some sort of common enemy. Um, you know, if you, where we are right now, we're, you know, we're all bickering between ourselves and whatever, but if something happened where we were attacked or we went, you know, especially if we were attacked, uh, you know, our entire country would just be, because we're really good at the knee-jerk reaction, you know, take them out, let's do this, yep. Rah, you know, start a war, let's, let's, they how, hit us, how, hit da- back. how dare they, because, you yeah. know, the toxic, the toxic masculinity in this country is ridiculous. It's insane. Um, <laughs> but I think it was, was it was like Ronald Reagan, who was addressing the UN, was saying something, and I think Ronald knew something, honestly, he did, when he said this, but essentially, it was something like, you know, can you imagine if we got, like all of our nations together right yeah that was pretty wild yeah it yeah, was it essentially was it's like the the i think it was he was talking to gorbachev and he's like you know this would be so much easier if we just had like you know somebody attacked us from space and then we could just unite the planet we would be doing that and i kind of that's why i kind of had that pessimistic attitude of you know the government's feeding us a narrative to yeah. set us up to start a war and you know you've We've got too many cooks. <laughs> we, have, we have too many people worldwide with uh, what I would call limited thinking outside of their sphere uh, with power and guns and or weapons of some sort and the people who would be like, you know, come on guys, let's, you know, actually have a dialogue with these, you know, the people who, hey, these are, I bet these guys could really help us do X, Y, Z. You know, unless, unless they just came down and, you know, did the, did the whole independence day thing where they come down and just start destroying things. 
you wow. know, if we could just not do the the day the earth stood still or, you know, where we just start killing people because we're we're trigger happy. Right. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of potential to finally ascend in some manner as far as like a level of thinking is concerned and um, realize that we aren't alone and maybe it's about time we actually became accountable to ourselves for, for our yeah. behavior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you see, do you, I, I agree. I agree, by the way. Do you see that, do you, do you see like a shift in thinking though happening right now? I, I mean, I, I definitely see a divide in thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. I definitely see yeah. like a lot of um, woke versus non-woke, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, and honestly, like from 2016 to 2020 made it very obvious, made it glaringly oh, obvious. Yeah. Totally. Really, there is, it's such a divide in, um, oh my gosh. It's like, I mean, as a, okay. you know what, I'm going to say it. Okay, say it. It was Republicans taking a victim mentality and just running with it. That's all it was. And it's just them being like, oh, poor me, poor me. Fuck the guy who's worse off than me. You know what I mean? And it's just like, why don't you want to be helping the people that are worse off than you? It's obviously the guy higher up screwing you over. Like, Well, I think what's really interesting is, um, you know, with with all the things that happened, um, I mean, even during a pandemic, the, the, the protesting that happened, the, you know, watching the police killing people of color over and over and over and over again with zero repercussions. And, um, you know, as a person who is in fact white and was raised racist, won't lie to you. I mean, like the things that were said um that you internalize as a child and then going forward you know realize that i have to deprogram myself i do like i really do have to deprogram myself um but one of the one of the interesting things that happened with the whole um you know the level of protesting that happened here is it started going worldwide mm-hmm. there were other countries who were like you know what yeah you're right we treat people of color like shit. And it's not just the US. I mean, the US is like glaringly obvious. Right. But that's just because we like to air our dirty laundry like across the board all the time. But well, oh my God, we're all from England. And guess what? It's real rampant there too. And in France and in Germany and in you know South America. There was a part in Asia. And yeah. in Asia. I mean, so- I mean, like it's it's also easier to notice it here because there's a wider um what's the word like it's, it, there's a wider variety demographic. of demographic demographic of people area, yeah. but like yeah say like in asia like i mean as a white guy like it would be hard for me to pick up on asian racist tones or something like that because yeah it's more I homogenous mean, in those in those parts for sure definitely right right yeah, yeah. not trying to be racist while saying that at all <laughs> <laughs> um but, but anyway, we're, we're straying a little bit from aliens, I feel, right? Well, but I think at the same time, what this, I think this feeds into the narrative as far yeah. as, you know, we've got a situation where we've got disclosure happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's teeny weeny disclosure, but, you know, they're admitting, yeah, there's something we can't explain. 
Um, it's, and it's such a limp dick response. <laughs> oh yeah, we're in 180 days. We're gonna give you some information about aliens. We don't know what they are. We don't know if they're ours or someone else's. Like, God damn it! Give us something. Like, fuck you guys. Sorry. <laughs> Still, tell me how you really feel. For real, I'm upset about it. But, but I think, but what I'm saying is, is this feeds into the disclosure thing because I, I really do think that they're setting us up. And to answer your question, I think what we've got is we've got a division between people who truly are starting to think. Uh, globally on a, on a kind of an upper echelon of, um, you know, it's not all about me. I'm actually thinking in a more holistic manner and realizing that my direct actions directly affect other things that are going on. And, you know, one person really can make a difference, you know, that kind of a thing. And then you've got the thinking where I'm going to be in a giant pickup truck and have huge American flags you know, out the back of my thing, and I am going to blindly listen to <laughs> a narcissist, you know, who it's literally all about him, but he is the symbol of the toxic white male knowing that they literally contribute like nothing to society, but they still believe that they're better. And so they, their little fragile egos can't handle the fact that, you know, just because I don't have white skin, <laughs> it's, right. it's this lie that they have perpetuated for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that, you know, well, because I'm white, I'm better. And they just, that's, unfortunately, that's that set of followers. And, but that's the lower thinking echelon where it's all about them. And like you said, it's, they embrace the, the victim mentality. Yeah. It's like, no guys you know it's what does my sister always say equality isn't a pie it's not who gets the biggest piece you know it's it's i like that <laughs> right that's 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 it's not that way so yeah and you're right we're straying off topic but again if you've got somebody spoon feeding you bullshit and you're just taking it down in mouthfuls, you are the ones that they nom, want nom, nom. to, yeah. uh, you know, they're the ones who are gonna be like, well, goddamn those aliens, we're gonna kill them all, you know, because <laughs> you're getting told that as opposed to the rest of us who are like, whoa, 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 slow your roll, you know? Right. These guys might actually help us if we let them. Right. So I'm, I'm kind of wondering like, uh, and, and someone can accuse me of being kind of crazy for asking this question, but I'm wondering what the aliens think of this planet sometimes. Like when they saw like that, that, that Jeff Bezos penis shaped rocket. Go All right, we're flying past earth. Lock your doors. <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, like, Oh, such cute little humans, you know, like a cute little Dr. Evil character in his penis rocket going to going to space, you know, like, what are they? You could not have put it better. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I would imagine, I mean, obviously they have been in contact with us for probably millennia at this point in some regard. I mean, we've got, Native, very... we've got Native Americans who uh, we know were, they had like intimate relations with them. They were talking about how they were saved by the ant people when the times of the great flood came. That was a thing where they took them underground and, and saved them from the flood. Um, which honestly, I think was caused by the moon being moved into place. Um, 
Hmm. Here's a fun conspiracy theory for you guys. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> one of the things that I love when people are like, the moon landing was faked. And I'm like, <laughs> you believe in the moon? <laughs> like, and then I hit them with this conspiracy theory. The moon is fake. So, and I know what everyone's thinking right now when I said that, like, he thinks the moon isn't actually there. No, the moon's actually there. The moon is like a giant rocky celestial body, sure. But it's not what we think it is. Um, if anyone wants a really good, just like 45 minute recap of like, you know, essentially like why they think that it is fake, go watch Ancient Aliens uh, season 11, episode 11. They have a really good episode on it. But the basis of is basically like when they were, when they landed on the moon and they had, uh, you know, wanted to launch back off of the moon and they dropped the bottom of like the, their, their equipment to be able to launch up to you know, escape velocity. They had seismic equipment on that, that equipment that they dropped back onto the surface of the moon. And when it hit the moon, they like recorded the seismic activity and it rang out like a gong for several hours, which to some degree or another implies that the moon is hollow to some degree or another, you know? And uh, like, they also tossed in the idea that the moon is too large to be uh, actually captured by Earth's gravity. Um, also consider the fact that the moon is the perfect distance away uh, from the earth to be able to cause not only like solar eclipses, but lunar eclipses. And um, the fact that it's tidally locked with us. So the same side is always facing the earth, no matter what, like that is the perfect observational satellite. If you were an alien species wanting to monitor the growth of your little, like, you know, designed children, you know? Yeah, that sounds so, like something I've heard David Icke say, you know, that, um, you know, the reptilian guy. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he, he, he published that book, I think, back in like 2010, 2011, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps, sleeps No More. And it's all about like, uh, a lot of it's about the moon. And he speaks about something called the moon matrix. And he, he states that the moon, I really have no idea where he got the info from, though, to be honest, was a, it's been a long time ago. And I didn't read the whole book. I just I just read the whole moon part. But um, there's some other parts, but he, he states that the moon is a giant satellite that is sending some kind of signal to Earth. And it's like doing something to like our emotions and our minds. And it's kind of manipulating the hologram that we live, the holographic reality. The moon's a part of that whole program, I guess. I could buy yeah. into that because look at how much uh, crime rates go up on, on times of the full moon. Full moons, yeah. And yeah, like, children being times born. The full moon, people yeah. like are generally more active. Uh, there's a lot more just like psychotic stuff going down during this the full is true. Moon yeah, times. this is definitely true for sure. Like, like, like that's an actual statistic. You know, there's a yeah, there's more children being born, and there's uh more like um crime activity, things things like that. Yeah, like right. the word well, lunatic, well, you know, all those kinds of Right. right and there yeah. is you know there's a phenomenon because we have one and you know pretty much all the the critters do we have something called a pineal gland um that is directly affected by moonlight and sunlight and you know birds are able to navigate at night because it's like way up high in their skull and they're actually able to read moonlight um and they think that that actually has something to do with it as well as far as it's just simply the sheer amount of sunlight being reflected down how it how it does affect us and then there's also you know th that's more of a corollary as opposed to a causation um but 
speaking of just like, you know, random behavior, one of the things, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of energy in this world. And I think if they did want to manipulate us, simply manipulating our energy would, would work very well. I think we're all very susceptible to, you know, if you've ever been around somebody who's got like the bad vibes, you can walk in and you can feel the bad vibes or the good vibes. So you've got people who walk in and they just glow and they just attract everybody. And, uh, you know, on that note, um, and going back to your question of why now, um, I remember hearing that back in like the 50s or so, uh, when I guess like Eisenhower or something had a, a meeting with Gray's or whatever, um, feel free to look that up too. That's an interesting thing. It is, that's right. Um, basically, they sold out the human race. Um, but anyway, um, they had given them, you know, some kind of like a warning that in about 50 years, we're going to be entering a higher vibrational region of space. And like, I mean, there's like science coming out to kind of back that up and everything. And as a result of that, you know, certain cloaking technologies aren't working anymore because the way that they would hide is they would shift to a higher vibrational frequency so that, you know, they can't be seen in this reality or something. But since we're shifting into that frequency, now we're able to actually kind of like see some of their ships and that's why there's a lot more sightings and such. So that's something to add to all of that, I guess. Because we're going, because we're going to like, we're ascending into like a higher dimension. Is that, is that the, the theory pretty much? Or? Right. Yeah. We're entering a region of space. That's kind of like a higher vibrational frequency and that will eventually like, it's, you can look at like planetary science. It's actually having effects on a bunch of the different planets in our solar system. Uh, don't quote me on what those effects actually are, but I remember hearing that like Jupiter and Saturn were being pretty much affected by that in some wild way. And um, like, if we are moving into a higher vibrational region of space, then that means that we are also like being shifted into like another higher vibration frequency. So um, like there's gonna be, I don't know, just something wild that's supposed to happen with that. I, I hear that there's supposed to be like a big color shift that we're supposed to notice like when it actually happens happens wait 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 um, wait wait a color shift like you mean like new colors appearing into kind of yeah reality? like our really? vision is going to basically change or something well what's cool. right yeah. but i mean uh the other thing that uh we have to look at is uh polarity shifts um and they have happened um we're actually due for one i think fairly soon they happen fairly regularly um, and they, you know, you can see, I guess, historically, they can see when they look at, you know, layers of strata or whatever in rocks or whatever it is they do, but they can see that, you know, the polarity has changed. I remember watching some program about it and it's like, you know, the North and the South Pole were here and then they switched and they were here. And then at one point there was really weird. They were like kind of in the middle on like either side, kind of like more like towards the equator. And so I don't think it, does anything but change the polarity of everything that's going on it's not like it's not like we hit a wobble and we spin off our axis or anything like that but the actual polarity of the planet changes and so i wonder if you know that's also going to be triggered by us going into a different vibrational field or what exactly causes that maybe it's the moon who knows <laughs> wow i mean that could be that could be catastrophic though right like a polarity shift 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like if yeah. all of a sudden all of our compasses were backwards. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> also thinking about this, if um, so, you, do you know anything about cymatics? Yes, I do. Yeah, I love cymatics. Right. I like that that topic a lot for sure. So, uh, Dr. Um, Ramoto. Yeah, for those of us yeah. who don't know, um, you know, in the in the audience, cymatics is essentially the idea that you can um, put like water with some sand or like something in it on like a flat plate and vibrate it at a certain tone and it'll it'll arrange itself into a very specific geometrical structure. Um, and it may look 2D, but it's actually three-dimensional and such. So imagine what happens when our earth goes into a higher vibrational frequency. Our earth is probably gonna go on, like go under some like catastrophic changes of like, you know, continents moving and rearranging, mountains forming and you know, that sort of thing. Um, honestly, that's probably what happened when Pangea split apart. And not to mention like the human body as well, since we're 70% water. Right. Right. Like, we also exactly. have, we also have like a, um, a change, you know, since we're a part of the earth, no matter, no matter how much, you know, the big corporate overlords want us to think we're separate from the planet while they continue to fuck everything up and dump toxic waste <laughs> out there. I mean, that's a whole nother subject. Sorry, but. Uh, oh yeah. no no no! What is, uh, yeah. there, there are no good billionaires. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they don't well, exist. You have to be a sociopath to be a billionaire. Right. <laughs> you are literally a dragon hoarding gold. Right. If you are a billionaire. Smug. Sorry, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, like so, Bezos actually has more money than Smaug. Like. Oh yeah. And he does it. He does it on the broken backs of his employees. Yep. Doctor Evil. Pretty Essentially, much. yeah. Yeah. Let's really loop oh, you Dr. guys paid for this. Thank you for this five-minute joyride in Dick Space. <laughs> <laughs> in a penis-shaped rocket. Yeah. Oh my can, god! Can you believe that? A penis-shaped rocket, like he I mean, didn't even. He was like, you know what? No, we're just gonna. We're not even gonna euphemism this. Not one. even subtle. It's just gonna. This is the. Here is. I've got a pencil dick, and let's just try to make it big. How yeah. did that get past the engineers? You know, the people who were like before it was actually before Boeing or whoever built it, like how did that even get past the drafting tables? You know, oh, he just... blessed it. Believe you me, there was blessing that happened there. Didn't someone like look at it and was like, you know, this looks kind of like a dick. <laughs> I'm sure. They probably thought that and was like, you know what? This will just prove to the world that he's Dr. Evil more than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not him flying up in like an egg type of spaceship? He kind of reminds me of like a talking egg. I mean, again, Doctor Evil. That was the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're oh, that's right. That's right. You was. Yeah. 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 Oh, too funny. Anywho. Um, Anywho. So, like a shift, because I'm still tripping on the whole thing about like a possible color shift. I mean, there's definitely something going on that I can't explain personally. I don't have the I don't have the uh, the words for it all the time to kind of describe what's going on. And it seems like. We have so many weird and interesting phenomenons happening. We have like black holes being more being actual visible for the first time in history. They're not just right. like a mathematical number. It's like we can actually see a black hole and actually go inside of it to a degree and get like a glimpse of what's going on in there. You know, and then there's all these like all this UFO activity. I mean, how about like actual physical aliens? You know, like I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and confess this to anyone listening, but under psychedelic influence, I have actually seen aliens as well. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I remember that story. That's that's yeah. actually a really good story. You should tell that. Well, that's well, that particular story wasn't on psychedelics. I guess I'll go ahead and mention it. So there was a time 
Uh, I've been I've been practicing meditation in some form since 2007, uh, about the fall of 2007 to be exact. And there was one night, like a few years ago, where I was uh, lying on my bed. I never meditate lay, lying down, but I did this night. I was kind of stressed out that week. There was a lot of stuff going on at work, and <clears throat> excuse me. And I was lying on my back, and I had done a self-guided meditation. I just kind of came up with this meditation. I'm like, all right, I'm going to start breathing. I'm going to encase myself in some kind of vessel, and I'm going to allow myself to float. And um, sometimes I like to kind of do that. I like to kind of go in, you know, I'm an artist. I like to go in my imagination to get away from heavy tensions and whatnot, you know. So I put myself in this, like, sphere and was floating, floating, and I got so deeply into the meditation that I literally felt like I was floating. I, I mean, I really felt like I was not touching anything. I wasn't lying on my bed anymore. And something happened to where I fell asleep in that meditation. I just completely fell asleep on my back, laying like a mummy, you know, and then um, uh, my consciousness became aware of something that was more or less like a, an astral projection experience, if you will. And I saw a lot of the color white, just like lots and lots of white. And there was this little gray in front of me, you know, just like standing in front of me. These like, and it looked exactly like what everybody says a gray would look like. You know, they're kind of short, you know, like a large head and eyes are kind of big. But the only difference between this gray and the images that I've seen over the years was it had some kind of contraption over its mouth. And I drew, I've drawn this. I've drawn an image of this many, many times. It looked like a sort of like a um, a hollow cube kind of tinfoil thing there. I don't know. And, and it had and it, it it would emit the these colors out of it, you know, and it was just like but it wasn't like these glaring bright colors. It was just like just bright enough to be considered bright, but not like there was no like radiated glare, if that makes any sense. It's kind of hard to describe. this. Right. Right. I don't know. I don't know what it was either. I have no idea. And this thing spoke to me, but it didn't speak through words like how I am right now. There was no mouth moving. There was no sound coming out. It was going into my head, like just there. And I, I remember just like sending kind of like, like a wave or a thought back. I was just thinking to myself. And the first thought I had was I was like shocked. I got kind of afraid a little bit because they don't have like, the same facial expressions that you and I have where like we smile and our eyes kind of squint a little bit. And it's like, Oh, happiness. There's nothing like that going on. There's no kind of visible um, facial kind of muscle movements that would like, you know, give the signal of an emotion. There was nothing, nothing like that. So um, upon the first sight of this, I was actually a little bit worried. Like what the hell did I do? Like what, <clears throat> this isn't a dream. This feels too real to be a dream. I must have astral, astral projected into this, into a ship, into some kind of vessel. So anyway, so my first thought was, this is an alien in front of me. And then I felt some kind of pressure and the frontal lobe of my head. And I can like, I can't, I couldn't hear words, but I can understand something coming out of this thing. And it said, you came here. <laughs> sort of like the, uh, the energy of you, brought yourself here kind of like that and then i huh. said something like kind of back like how did i even get up here you know and again it's like you came here and then 
I, I'll never, I'll never forget this out of the whole experience. It said, most of your kind do not communicate this way. <laughs> Whatever that meant. I just, you know, like I can kind of, I, I was able to understand if that makes sense. Hopefully right. there's not anybody listening right now going, this guy is fucking crazy. I don't want to listen to this podcast anymore. Um, but, if, you know, that's okay if people think that too. But um, anyway, so the next thing I thought of was um, I had this thought of like, I will be going now. Like it was a very short visit. And then I remember we like just using my willpower, like wheeling myself back. And then like, I remember just kind of opening, <clears throat> opening my physical eyes and I found myself on my bed. And there was like this really, really hard, it didn't hurt, but this pressure on my frontal lobe in my head, like just going on, like this is like almost, a, almost electric kind of feeling going on over here in the front of my head. Where I just, and I set up with like, just like a burst of energy. I just set up and I couldn't go back, go back to sleep for like an hour, an hour and a half or so after that. Yeah, it was really- That is so cool, right? That's <laughs> so cool. That's awesome as hell. For the record, um, I had not done any kind of anything. I no no cannabis, no alcohol. There was nothing influencing that. It was just my me meditating before before it happened. Like that was all it was. Just putting myself in a certain state, and then like a, I guess I was calling it like a um, spontaneous astral projection kind of experience. You know. Gotcha. That's great. I mean, like the most I've been able to do is remote viewing. And I and I've been doing that for you know since I was a kid. I've been able to do that. So you've also participated in the CE6 meditation. That's true. Can you describe what that is for the viewers? So see, I I, um okay. So I've been I've had this experience experience shared with Kristen, um as well as like yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> I forgot about that. CE six is well, CE close encounter, right? So CE one is uh, you see a craft. CE two is you see a craft and it leaves physical evidence behind. CE three is you actually interact with the beings on the craft, um, I, or, or you see the beings and then you interact with them. Right. CE four is you're abducted. CE five is you meditate and a craft shows up. CE6 is globally initiated contacts. Um, so there was a, an event that I was uh, paying close attention to last year where they were doing like live streaming like for 10 days and like, you know, basically doing meditation and, you know, this and that and the third. And um, the one day we're doing our meditation and, you know, kind of getting into the right headspace and we all kind of like meditate on like we want a craft to show up right after we are done meditating, right? So we, we focus on that. We focus on directions on how to get to us. Yeah, focus on directions on like where we are in relation to Earth, like basically like kind of zooming out on a Google map more or less. Right, but like backwards. But yeah, backwards, <laughs> yeah. Zooming out, not zooming in. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like after I had done this, this was like midday. Um, we like all like went outside and like, you know, everything. Well, everyone was like, you know connecting via zoom or whatever um so i went outside i was meditating inside i went outside and i looked up into the sky and i saw um i'm not sure if it was a uh if it was like two tic tacs that were close together that were like you know just keeping formation and then like they kind of slowly glided across the sky and then vanished 
or if it was a triangle shaped craft that I was viewing from the side and seeing the point as the point of separation between the two dashes that I was seeing. But either way, I saw something lazily like kind of fly off in one direction across like the entire sky and then just vanish. Yeah. Um, and then like not too, not too long afterwards, we did a, another one where it was kind of like everyone was supposed to be meditating at the same time and having something show up at about the same time, wherever they are, you know, in the time um, on like the, uh, what'd you call it? Live in different time zones. But anyway, uh, Kristen and I were meditating. Do you want to share what you saw? Oh, was that the one where we looked up and yep. we just saw? Okay, so Interesting. we're done. We were done meditating and late at night. Late at night, and looked up and we were looking at a few different things. There was a lot of um, the. It was actually kind of blessedly dark in Sacramento, so we had a pretty good view of the sky. And there were two things that I remember happening. One, we were looking at, you know, what is that light in the sky? And we're focusing on it. And then it just started to kind of like move. That was one thing. Uh, the other thing was we saw, if I recall correctly, we saw a ship kind of like overhead and then it just zipped off uh, north. Yeah, it, and when we say zip, it went like from our field of view, it went like, like that. Yeah. And it disappeared at the end of like when we saw it. It didn't just disappear behind the house; like we saw it disappear. Right. And it, if I if I remember correctly, didn't it like zip in and zip out? I think you said it wobbled. Right. Yeah. Because I saw it longer than you did. It's yeah. like, oh, it's and you looked up at just as it was wow. zipping away and disappeared. Yeah. Like how fast was it going? So and then twenty minutes later. 20 minutes later like 10 to 20 minutes later a helicopter goes in the same direction that exactly. that thing went in <laughs> right like really the, like the police or the military or somebody right. or other took off after whatever it was like they and, and actual, like, mil- like a like a military chopper or something yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it was pretty um, crazy but the one that stood out for me the most um i i had an incident this past uh new year's when um you know because it was the end of 2020 me and uh, my friend, we went outside and we shouted Jumanji at the top of our lungs so that we would not repeat 2020. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we sat down and, had, you know, had a smoke and we were, you know, I was taking my hit and she was looking up at the sky and she's like, that's a UFO. And I'm just like, what? And I look up and I'm not seeing anything. She's like, it just went by, but I just saw it for a second. And then I'm like, I am not looking down until I see one. I am not looking away from the sky until I see something. And I kept that thought in my head and I kept looking up and from one side of the sky all the way to the other in the span of like, like something zipped and it didn't just zoom in a a straight line. It zoomed in a big S-shaped pattern. And I'm like, that was too fast and too agile to be anything we have here on earth. That was not a satellite. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't something that was like, you know, not something that we know about currently. If it was something that was made on earth, it's something they're not telling us about. That's all I'm saying. That's all I know. See, like, um, I'm trying to ask the right questions about the, about this though, you know, so what would be the real reason why a government institution would want to cover something like this up, like keep it, uh concealed you know i mean i know now that it's not like that now it's like 
hey, hey guys, there's something going on out there. But, but why would a government institution just say the military, oh, um, that thing you saw in the air was a bunch of flares. You didn't, uh, you didn't, you didn't see a UFO. Like, why, what, what's their main purpose for doing that? I have like one kind of theory, but I want to know yours. I have two. Uh, the, the, number, the number one reason is technology for weapons mm-hmm. and keeping it to themselves. Um, that's really about the only thing I can think of because all that our military does is try to kill people better. All right, I'm going to start with the short answer and then we'll get into the long answer. Okay. Because I've got for two it. for this. <laughs> uh, short answer is that back in the 1950s, uh, Eisenhower met with a bunch of the Greys um, and he basically said, yeah, you can abduct X amount of people per year if we can have your technology. Which, you know, if everyone in, in the US knew that and like knew it and took it as facts, like, like how many like people and poli- and political points like would be like basically like witch hunted after that you know people would go after that you know what i mean like they don't want they don't want uh to let people know oh yeah we've been stealing your children for science and for technology no pretty good like point. we would fucking yeah. riot <laughs> like we would absolutely fucking riot so of course it's, they don't want to like common enemy right exactly <laughs> also if, if you want to get into, into it um the long answer is we had ufo technology as, as far back as potentially the 40s um when basically uh, hitler was trying to make deals now i'm put your tinfoil hat snugly on because i'm gonna go deep into it for a minute and this is a big hypothetical this is not something i know personally about or anything it's something i've heard you know through other sources and such so make sure your hat is snugly put on for this but Essentially, uh, the idea is that Hitler made a deal with some draconic reptilians that were, you know, based in, I guess, Antarctica or something, um, that they would give up like so many people for so much technology, which is probably why they initiated some of the Holocaust stuff, um, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, Essentially selling out the human race. Um, And then they're down in like, you know, Antarctica doing stuff after like the world war ends and everything that's where they pretty much retreat to now we go with like admiral bird admiral bird was the first guy to fly over the south pole right oh, yeah yeah so admiral bird <clears throat> after flying over the south pole at some point reports that there's a big hole in the center of the south pole that leads basically through to inner earth um and that was like a whole thing so like um he comes back, he reports the information that he gives to like the US and then they uh, issue Operation High Jump. Feel free to look into this again, like Operation High Jump. Um, essentially they went down there with like, you know, it was supposed to be like a quote unquote exploration mission of Antarctica, but they went down there with like a couple handfuls of like aircraft carriers and like big battleships and whatnot. And they come, came back with very, very few of them. Apparently what happened was they got down there, started firing on Nazi ships that they found, and then there were like saucer and cigar shaped crafts that came up out of the ocean and started firing back. We got, we came back with our tail between our legs and we're like, okay, we don't have the technology to be able to take this on. What do we do? And then there's the whole like, you know, aspect of Project Paperclip where we bring over all the Nazi scientists from World War II and integrate them into our sciences and our technology. And guess what? 
Werner von Braun was the head of NASA. Werner von Braun was one of those science, Nazi scientists that was brought over in Project Paperclip, and they made him the head of NASA. He had, he had plans to be on the moon in like, I want to say like the 50s and on Mars by the 60s or 70s. And you're telling me that we're not there or like we haven't made like more of an attempt than what we did. <laughs> like, why have we not been back to the moon since the 60s and 70s? Wasn't there a theory regarding that, that there, well, first of all, the thought is there are in fact alien species living on the moon. And that when we went up to the moon on however many missions we went out, it was like seven, I don't remember. Anyway, how many times we landed on the moon uh, that the United States was aware that there were, you know, that there were aliens. Cause I'm sure the aliens came over and they're like, hey, what are y'all doing on the moon? Um, but essentially well, there was supposed to be some sort of an accord, you know, yes, you can do this, but you can't do X, Y, Z. And as usual, cause we're Americans and we just swing our dicks. Um, <laughs> we pissed them off and we weren't allowed to go back up. Well, yeah, what happens when you dump a bunch of like human feces and equipment up on the moon, you know, it's not your property. Like, you know, somebody comes on your, in your house and just drops a like few tons of like shit, literal shit on your lawn. What are you going to do? Get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> I was kind of wondering like why we've ever been back up there. Like, you know what I mean? It's just the sixties and with all this well, they talk about, oh, technological it's boom. It's too yeah. expensive is what everybody says. I'm like, really? Cause we'll drop like however many trillion dollars on a war without any qualms at all but we won't do that i that makes no sense yeah plus they've got a space station up there they they literally could build ships in space and just launch from there and you don't you know you don't have the massive expense of launching off of the earth right yeah people yeah the governments don't bat an eye when it comes to defense i guess you know like bulking up defense and penis-shaped rockets and i keep saying that i, <laughs> well, I keep know, bringing those, that up those, you know? uh, those thousand dollar toilet seats and five hundred thousand dollar hammers right <laughs> but yeah but uh but it's but seriously i have wondered that for a long time you know even when i was a kid it's just like you know going to elementary school and seeing neil armstrong and seeing right. the plant the plant the flag on the moon and it's like well how come we haven't gone back up there you know like can't we just go back up there i mean it's far away but you know there's other things that we do here on earth that are a lot more expensive than that well, so the thing is we, we probably do go back up there we just don't tell anyone about it you know like um everyone listening feel free to google tr3b what you'll find is a u.s patent for a an anti-grav craft that is a triangular in shape straight up so there you go wow yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, the anti-gravity anti technology and, you know, folding time and space and all that fun stuff. You know, these are these are the alien technologies that, according to some uh, who say they've experienced it, do, in fact, exist. Yeah. I mean, even like look at Bigelow. There's um, there was like some interview with like the millionaire billionaire whatever he is um big low who runs like you know big low stuff um he he basically like has said like i know they exist 
Like, I, I don't know who was, in, like, interviewing him, but uh, it could have been Joe Rogan for all I know. But, like, there is an interview where he just straight up says, oh, I know that they exist. You can't tell me otherwise. I don't fucking think, I don't care if you think I'm crazy. Like, they exist. And, like, whether or not you think I'm crazy has no effect on whether or not they exist. All right. Robert Bigelow raised eyebrows in public interest when he made a provocative comment to the CBS News program 60 Minutes back in November. 2017 bigelow told correspondent laura logan that aliens are already here on earth right under people's noses well okay so let's talk about aliens on earth okay Mm -hmm. right so there was this one there was this one video there was this one video where we're watching where there's some soiree going on in Russia and like all the upper echelon of Russians are there um, and there's a band playing and the the band has a videographer there and the videographer has the camera pointed towards the crowd and all of a sudden the lights go out and probably I don't know, maybe 5% of the crowd. I mean, I would say maybe like between a quarter and a third. I don't think it was that many. Anyway, their eyes were glowing. Yeah. Their eyes were glowing. Wait, 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 wait. Their eyes were glowing? Like Their eyes were glowing in the dark. Power went out. Power went out. (laughs) No light. No. You You could see the transition. You could like watch someone's eyes on the film. Like the light goes dark, and immediately you see like their the pinpoints of their eyes yes. shining out from the darkness, reflecting light. Uh, Our no. eyes don't do that. Well, I don't know they if they don't. were reflecting no. light or if they were just lit from within. Yeah. But people who were there, first of all, the band was like, "Oh fuck this," and they just hightailed it out. Yeah, they got their shit. But there were lap. people who were around, looking, seeing it, freaking out, and running out of the place because that is just not a normal thing. So there's probably one type of alien that looks like humans right and then historically um they talk about aliens uh the elongated skull aliens Mm -hmm. and you look at like uh some of the old egyptian um busts of oh my gosh pharaohs with like with their headdresses especially like if if you were to take off like their headdress and just imagine like the shape of like a the gray's head, you know, elongated head there, you know, you could probably see like, okay, that I could see how that would hide a good portion of cranium. Like, no wonder they had big hats for important people. You know, even look at the Pope. Like, you could easily picture like a bigger head underneath that Pope hat. Of course, we do see yeah. him, well, maybe him, with, yeah. with just his, his little, you know, yarmulke type of cover. True, yeah. I'm not but... saying that the Pope is some kind of alien, but like, you know, it could have been a thing back in the day, and that's why they traditionally had those hats. Um, even look at, like, there was a, a building that was, oh, fuck, when did the snake building, when when was that built? There was a building that the uh, Catholic Church created that the entire thing of it looks like the head of a snake. And if you look at the front of, if you're sitting in, like, the uh, in the pews and everything, you still kind of get this feeling like you're sitting in a giant snake and looking at the front, there's a statue of Jesus with his hair blowing sideways. And, you know, if you look at it, right, it, it definitely looks like it's just Jesus with a snake head. And that's kind of weird. <laughs> Jesus with a snake head. Yeah. Um, I'm going <laughs> to see if I can Google it and find the name of it, but um, see one of the ones who was hanging out at the American gods at Easter's estate. Oh, right. <laughs> 
I mean, when I think of the Jesus uh, with a snakehead, it, r- it reminds me of like the la- the previous podcast topic of Luciferianism. Oh, like, that's Jesus a, is, that's fascinating. Is yeah. Um, Paul the Sixth Audience Hall in Rome, Vatican City. Um, if you look that up, you'll find it. But even if you just Google Catholic snake building, like the images pop up almost immediately. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, wow, right? <laughs> it looks like even though like oh it looks like God, there's yeah, teeth got, and like, everything. Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm looking at it wow. right now. Here's the Amazing. statue. Yeah. And it yeah, that like, was definitely done with intent. Yeah, there was some sort of intent, yeah. intent with that. That's not, like that's not a coincidence. Just like chilling out in the Garden of Snakes or something in that the statue. That is not a coincidence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's too weird. It's too weird. Hmm. That is it's kind of cool looking, actually. It's cool looking, but it's weird. Why did they do that? Huh. It really does look like a snake from the inside. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. really, really does. That's really, that's unsettling. I've never even heard of this building. Yeah. And I was in Vatican City. <laughs> yeah. it's, nice. it's wild, right? Like, it looks like scales and everything, like the lighting and everything inside. Yeah. looks straight up like oh, scales. Okay, kind of cool. You're right, it does look like yeah. a snakehead. It looks outside. like a snakehead. It's a legit snakehead. It really yeah. does. Huh. All right, well, there you go. So, you know, I gotta wonder sometimes how much... Hollywood gets it right. Right. Yeah. Same here. I, I wonder that all the time, actually. Well, yeah. okay. So, for instance, did you see, um, oh, yeah, did you doing... see what is it, Godzilla versus Kong or whatever that was? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like that. I like that, that movie. I like okay. that film. Yeah. That one. That but, you know, one. they have the one where they go to the Antarctica and they go into right. the inner Earth where the other, you know, species, yeah, the hollow work Earth, and the right? gravitational, yeah. you know, polarity polarity thing and there's you know this tunnel that goes through the earth to the other side and blah 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 and And then there's like one point where like you know what's that like heavy set black dude is like you know leading around uh mila bobby brown or whatever her name is you know and and he's like they're underground and they find like basically railway systems that lead to like different parts of the continent and he's like oh yeah there's been breakaway civilizations that have basically created these underground rail systems to be able to travel all across the world in like a minute or two, you know? And I'm just like, what the fuck? They're actually saying this in real media? Oh my God. Yeah, it's pretty, um, that one was actually a lot of fun. It's like somebody took all the disclosure and they're like, okay, we're going to make it look like fiction. Yeah. But speaking of watch, watch Jupiter Ascending. That's another movie. That's I a still lot haven't like, watched oh. that. Yeah, you told me about that last time. Uh, it's, yes. I think it's on Netflix. I'll have to check that out. It is. For sure. it, is watch it. it is worth a watch. You will. I mean, it's got some like total cheesy parts. Don't get me wrong. But for example, Mila Kunis being totally into wolf boys. Yes, that was pretty funny. Oh, but um, <laughs> but as far as like the types of aliens, their behavior, um, you the know, Draco the, reptilians, the greys are in there. Like, yeah, the, the whole idea of there being like, um, you know, immortals and those mm-hmm. would be the ones with the godlike powers and that, you know, the planet harvesting. Planet, right, planet harvesting, that kind of thing. So I mean it's it's really interesting to watch. I think that you would uh I think you'd enjoy it. Oh man. I mean that's so when the Wachowskis, the Wachowskis are like really yes. into like all, all yeah. this kind of this type of material though. Well yeah, well, I mean, I mean they're the up there up on that it. was the right they're really they really are kind of like the first of their kind. Yeah, you know they're yeah. the first ones who did like the Matrix type movie, and that was such mind blowing. 
Um, well, they just reintroduced Plato's allegory of the cave and it made people wake up. <laughs> yeah, they right. brought like, they brought like Gnostic, uh, you know, uh, occult mysticism into the mainstream, which is a mm-hmm. huge yeah. feat. I mean, that's like, I mean, that's an incredible feat, you know, to, for someone, for two people to do, you know? Right. Yeah, it's 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 just like it's mind blowing. Like, I mean, I think they've done more for this movement than like a lot of people have in like a lifetime. You know what I mean? Just a lot. But um, let's talk about alien species again. So, because like Bigelow was saying that they're right under our noses. Okay. You know that's that like I don't know that's something. And then like the first time I came across this, I remember um, again I'm going to have to reference David Ike. I think David Icke was like probably the first conspiracy, at least from what I can remember. He probably he probably wasn't the first, but uh, in my lifetime, from my knowledge, he was the first conspiracy theorist to kind of come out and say, hey, guess what? Your government's full of like snake people. I yeah. know it sounds crazy, but blah, blah, blah. You know, like here it is. And then it's like, look at the Vatican, look at England, look at all these places. There's like snake symbolism. And I mean, I have, I have my own kind of theories about snake symbolism you know, being a practicing occultist and being in an X sort of thing, you know, like snakes are always kind of like, they always kind of mean something. They're, they're in everywhere in history, all kinds of cultures talk about snakes, but uh, what other kinds of um, alien symbols are out there really for the most part? Yeah. I, um, well, I mean, there's, what is the, what is the, did they find like the temple of the snake King using LIDAR? in south america so yeah it's not just it's another one of those universal symbols um okay so reptilians uh there's the grays Mm. there's i think like a cat people type of thing that have like feline um feline features feline features there's also like you know bird people bird yeah you're right bird people yeah but then there's also supposed to be aliens that are pretty humanoid right yeah like the nordics yeah so yeah i mean like um, they're pretty popular i think yeah you know donald trump's father (laughs) oh my god for real fred trump donald trump's dad and look at how far down his neck his ear is oh my god something is seriously anatomically not correct with that man right he does not look like a now don't get me wrong i am not the type of person to like make fun of people's like deformities or whatever but at the same time we're talking about like aliens potentially being people in high up government spots right but like you know from what i hear on uh, the show cosmic disclosure they keep asking the question well how how would you be able to figure out if someone near you was an alien and they're like well there's there's a few things like i mean obviously like one thing isn't going to work for everything but you know, sometimes the cartilage isn't quite right, i.e. Donald Trump's dad's ears. Um, <laughs> also, apparently, like, if you uh, if you think that you might be near someone who might be an alien parading as a human, go slightly, walk, walk slightly behind them and think very loudly, I know you're not of this earth. And if they react, well, you know, that might give you your clue. <clears throat> Oh boy, yeah. I was just I was just checking out that picture of Fred Trump's uh ears and oh my god, it's like gold. a third image it's, down or something. It's, it's, yeah, it's it kind of interesting eerie. looking. It's it's, it's a, eerie. Or, or, or. <laughs> Not even getting the pilot yet. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. 
Wow, man. I totally dad joked and didn't even catch that I did. You did. You totally did. I must did be tired. It. I need more wine. I pick up on all puns <laughs> because I am from Pennsylvania. <laughs> I just I just Google something too. This is the, this is kind of like a um, a definite like staple for humanoid aliens. But I I typed in Queen of England alien, and this is what comes up: Is Queen Elizabeth an extraterrestrial reptile? And it has a picture of her there. You know, I mean, she's like what like ninety, like a thousand years old at this point. <laughs> well, okay, so her husband just died. I think he turned a hundred. Yeah. she her mother died at over a hundred because i remember the i mean they are definitely a long-lived group of people yeah i mean they, long, they long, live a long time but i mean you know yeah. you look at prince charles they're not the most attractive people in fact well, I love they're the, also known to be inbred too right, right exactly so. right yeah not yeah. the most attractive group of people <laughs> actually you know there's like i don't know if you've heard it on there there's a there's a thinking that you know William is obviously Prince Charles' son, but there's a thinking that Diana actually was having an affair, and Harry is the son of somebody else. Because mm. honestly, he looks nothing at all like the family. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not a part of the like, breed. The, he's not a part of the breeding program that went correct. on. Correct. Kind of like right. Them, right. That's probably why they. You know. Afloat, that's why they off Diana. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she needs yeah. To yeah. I mean, well, like no, that, it's. That's, that's an ancient practice, though, right? Yeah. Like, like, like interbreeding. That's like what a lot of royal, yes. royal families did. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's that. supposedly why the Greys came is because they um, are a, basically a different version of us from the future come back in time to try to basically like um, like abduct us for our genetics so that they can restock their gene pool essentially because they went underground and just reproduced through cloning so much that they wore out their genetic material Ooh, it's star trek basically yeah yeah it kind of sounds like that you know i mean genetic di genetic diversity is um the, the way to go after so long you know it's just probably why they have like megan markle whatever you know being she's got some they, they brought in commoners yeah i mean that honestly the you know uh william's children are so genetically superior to the line above him it's not even funny because they finally brought in like fresh dna yeah so need some oh, fresh yeah, no, DNA. Fresh DNA. Yes. Strong DNA. I mean, don't they get enough DNA like drinking blood from like fetuses to like live a long time? <laughs> Supposedly. And they, they like stain their shoes. Oh, wait, no, that was the Democratic Party that does that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and we all know that there's secret societies and there's a lot of, you know, they've got the theories that like every, what was the girl who did like the genealogy report on every US president? And I think with the exception of uh, one maybe all of them have been found to be descended from like one of the kings in france i want to say king james or something like that was um, it i thought it was okay i thought it was huh. a french king but it might have been English. richard or something like that it was either james or richard um but i i definitely remember it was like every yeah you're right like every one of them except for one president and i think it was one of the earlier presidents was not related like since then every president has been pretty much related right including including, including Barack, obama including obama yeah because you know he had a white mom yeah but essentially what they're saying is that people who get into the line for president are purposely put in line for president right so you know you can't get your your Joe Schmo. your pete Guden, gutenberg whatever his name is who was awesome and i wish he could have done it but you know they're not going to let somebody who is out of the, the echelon 
you know, who's going to, who's supposed to be brought in. They're not going to let them even be in a position. But what about you Trump? In the family. Isn't, Trump, isn't Trump a blue collar billionaire? Isn't that what people call him? Like a blue collar billionaire. So he was like, he was like a regular Joe Schmo guy that wasn't really a part of a secret society. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, you know, and it's, I don't know. Um, I am the people's billionaires. I'm a regular common person like you. But that's the thing is that, I mean, I don't know if Trump was also, it wouldn't surprise me if he was. Yeah. I just based on like the money that he comes from. Right. So, you know, I be a connection somewhere, right? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think they had, oh. it had stopped at Obama was the last time she did it. I think Obama was president when she did the genealogy report. And this was like a third grader who did this. Here's a fun fact about uh, Trump's uncle. Uh, Trump's uncle was the person who uh, raided Tesla's um, uh, apartment after he had passed away. Like he was the one who was in charge of basically getting all of his patents and like bringing them into the U.S. government and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> which is why it's we, like... which is why we can't get free electricity. Right. <laughs> Damn. Because it's all about money, guys. Right. It's always about money. Like, don't think it's about anything else. Well, power, which is tied to money, but that's like a whole other podcast right. episode. Money and power. Right. Money and power. Have you? I, mean, I don't know. I, I assume you've seen the movie Zeitgeist, right? Oh yeah, I've seen all three of them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's like my mind. I mean, some of it I'm like, eh, but some of it's like, holy crap! Eye opening. It is. They. It can be no other thing than what they just said. Especially like you know the 9/11 attacks. Yeah. When we talk about you know letting the government do the narrative and then finding a common enemy and false flag and, operations and uh you know the banks are the only ones who win right yeah i mean which is which is one reason why i really would love like a like a huge alien spectacle to happen you know like that's my dream i mean i've said this many times like you know that that 2005 movie with uh tom cruise you know uh, was a world of world war of the worlds you know oh, oh did, he, did they remake it it was like the, it was like the remake of it. Like I was like I saw that movie back in the day when it came out, and I was like, man, I wish this could happen. I wouldn't have to go to work anymore if this happened, and neither would you. <laughs> you know, you're some big ass like alien like UFO comes down and just starts like shooting everything to shit, and everyone's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I know I sound kind of kind of like I'm wishing for a doomsday. It's not that I I want the world to be destroyed. I just want the arrogant humanity to be kept in check a little bit like that like that's 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 really what it. you want I mean, is a resolution most definitely yeah i want a resolution yeah. I, I want like the big powers that be the big overlords to basically go oh shit like we have competition and they're not from earth like i would just love for that to happen personally yeah you know huh. well you know the the way we're going all i can tell you is learn those like real pre-industrial age skills know how to farm know how to i don't know just Brew those beer. are the skills those are the <laughs> skills you're gonna have to know how yeah. to do uh selling in textiles <laughs> right yeah. so you know make, grow, make cannabis. Textiles, grow cannabis live yep. out in the middle make of nowhere ammunition. learn how to live without electricity yep dig a well all that fun stuff. 
illegally. Because we're we're doing everything that we can right now. You know, the planet's fighting back. I think. Yep. The planet's the you know the the COVID. I think was the first one. If it wasn't, if that was not an engineered virus, then the planet is starting to fight back. Yeah. Danger. Thank you, Doctor Fauci. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Come on! It didn't kill enough boomers. That was the whole point. It was supposed to kill the old people. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't get anyone in power because they had actual health insurance, unlike the rest of us plebeians. Yeah, true. Yeah, they did. I mean, Trump got it like like was fine in like three days. And I'm so disappointed. I mean, like, yeah. like, like it was like less less than a week. I mean, he even say he's like. He's right. like, the next day, I could have I went back to work the next day. It was fine. It was cure. You know, just <laughs> And yet there's still people who say it doesn't exist. I'm like, but you're God. He got it. Yeah. <laughs> your God got it. Your God got it. <laughs> right. All right. We're coming to the end of this thing, guys. But like, I want to, um, before we close out, I want to touch on one more subject here, which we've kind of already touched on but i want to go like a little bit deeper um and that's um this is for the people out there who may or may not believe in this conspiracy theory but cydonia on the moon or no as a no mars is it a real place or not is that the one that real? they just found that has like the three the three little uh pyramids towers or whatever that are supposed to look like a ryan's belt no, Cydonia is the one that looks, it looks like identical to like DC. You know, it looks like a pentagram where like, if you look at, if you look at DC, the way it's laid out, it's shaped like a pentagram. Right. And by the, the, for the record, did it. the uh, pentagram is not a satanic evil symbol, anybody for everyone out there. It's not evil. No. Anyway. Um, the Masons, like, well, the Masons did it. That's why they laid right, it out. Right. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. The Masons did it. But supp supposedly. Supposedly. Oh, is that where the face of Mars is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that, thing. Is that real okay. or is that just some kind of what do you think? I dude, we're looking at pictures. Hold on a second. Yeah. We'll form an opinion in just a moment. It's gonna yeah. be huge. I mean, this honestly, is before the whole deep fake um, thing came in. So well, I mean, honestly, like if we're gonna go on that, like I, I think that like we had once been on Mars mm. and that we eventually moved here. Um now is the human race evolved from ancient martians i'm not sure are they evolved from the planet that used to be the asteroid belt i'm not sure it could be either one but what i think happens based off of like things that i've like heard secondhand and other otherwise um is that there was some kind of war between mars and the planet that used to be the asteroid belt um yes that that planet eventually blew up obviously becoming the asteroid belt and like when their battle happened essentially it created that giant scar crater across half the face of mars and blew away its atmosphere um and then the other like basically when the uh when the planet that was the asteroid belt blew up part of it became earth from what i've heard from other places moved into place in the solar system and then like they essentially took the like what became the moon stocked it like with like all the genetic uh, genetic uh, material of different species moved that into place that's probably what caused the mass flooding on earth um you know in like the noah mythology and everything and um 
like after that, they basically took all the genetic information from the moon arc and brought it back down to Earth and reseeded a civilization. I'm thinking that's kind of what happened. That's that's my huh. going theory right now. Interesting. Problem is, well, there was there was still something already on this planet though before then. Yeah, the reptilians. Well, but I mean, they found humanoid skulls that are you know 150,000 years old. Okay. You mean, you mean those like elongated skulls? Like those are they've they've found those but they found one that they think might actually be a direct uh ancestor of ours that's we're most that we are more closely related to than the neanderthals is that the dragon man i think so okay but they found like another one yeah they the, found dra- one the dragon they man found, i think like, it's the latest one. i think i think that's like one of the one of the latest ones right now yeah the dragon they've man, just yeah. they've just found another one um that is, you know, and that's the whole thing that I've got with science. I mean, I love science and it's a lot of fun, but, you know, carbon dating isn't hundred percent. And when you find a single example of something and then base your entire hypothesis on like one item, it makes it really, really difficult to believe that that's correct. Because, you know, I mean, if you look even just at like our human race, let's say, you know, in 10,000 years, somebody finds the skull of the elephant man. Mm-hmm. And they're like, He's well, an alien. <laughs> he was, there was an alien, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, you know, what in the world? But you found like a single skull and then base all of your findings on that. That's not the way to do, you know, there has to be more of something somewhere. And I think they finally found another one hmm. was what the deal was. Because the one okay. they found like way in the back of the cave anyway okay um i think that there probably was something on mars it it seems to have i mean just in the same way though it could simply be like a space station it could have been you know we look at for the earth okay here we go for like space travel etc so on the earth there's all these really weird t-shaped doorways that they find around the place and they've got these pyramids all over the place that are constructed almost identically uh, with very similar symbolism. And then they just discovered Gebekli Tepe, which is these a bunch of round vaults in the ground. It's like nine, 10,000 years old. And it has all these cool T-shaped pillars, pillars running around the outsides of these, these circular vaults that have writing on them. And they have just recently found one, I want to say, that had the same inscription on it as like a Mayan, uh, a symbol that like a a Mayan priest wears. Um, And again, this would be, you know, 8,000 years before then or whatever. Of course, we don't know what the Mayans, I mean, that the pyramids could have been there 6,000 years ago. Who knows? Yeah, it is. Um, so my running theory is that Gebekli Tepe is like, you know, Grand Central Station. That they that they had some energies that they traveled instantly between here and there. And there's no reason they couldn't, you know, it's like a Stargate, essentially. And in some way, they probably also traveled to other planets. There's no reason that they couldn't go that, you know, well, we're looking at a Mars. There's no reason that couldn't have just been some sort of um hub of some sort yeah so i don't know 
and it's entirely possible that um you know maybe earth was here when all of that stuff i mentioned earlier did happen and when the aliens fled their place they came to ours and genetically modified us to be their servants and slaves or something like that you know so i mean that could be a possibility too prometheus yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much exactly honestly <laughs> yeah well, i have to actually no I'll, I'll watch that tomorrow i'll watch jupiter ascending tonight so yeah yeah i think. love prometheus that was a fun yeah, one other fun than one. the girl who couldn't seem to get out from behind the you know the giant rolling thing right yeah. i have to run straight in the direction it's rolling it is, yeah yeah <laughs> run to the side <laughs> <laughs> well guys um i think that's about that's about does it for this episode but uh All right. thank you for stopping by and joining me in this fun fun talk Thank you, like thank you for letting us word vomit for an hour. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was really awesome. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to thank everybody for listening. So uh, check out more of this podcast, The Far Side of Midnight. Um, I'm sure that we'll do this again in the future, like another episode. And maybe I'll get like a quantum physicist on the panel and we can all like talk about UFOs or something. Who knows? You know? That would be really cool. That'd that be fun. Like, is space travel real? Is time travel real? Things like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that'd be yeah. fun. All right. Um, thanks for listening everybody and we'll check you out next time